Black tea, honey. Wait, she said what? No. Absolutely not. Pour me the rosé. Okay, okay. My reality TV obsession is you can't be tamed. I know, right? Yeah, it's just like a cute little hangover. Oh, oh, no. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Coastally Speaking. Two months of Coastally Speaking. How happy two-month birthday. Wow, happy two-month birthday? I don't know. I feel like this is is like a new relationship. And it's like, happy one-month anniversary. I'm expecting flowers, Savannah. Uh, They're (laughs) at your door. You haven't checked? They're outside. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I like to see. Yeah, they're out there. There's champagne as well. um, Chocolates. How are you this week, girly? Oh, I'm good. I have no idea what days are. Um, having two days off for from work for the 4th of July really threw mm-hmm. everything off. I right. don't know where I am. I did, though, know that today was Sunday and that we had to record our podcast. So that's a plus. But as far as last week, I don't remember any of it. None. Not a spin. I know. I, this year, I didn't even have plans for 4th of July until I think two days before. And um, I practiced responsible drinking. Oh, what does that look like for you? It looked like not hungover on a Wednesday. It was like I, my brain just could not do it. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, it's one thing. I, even if it was like a Sunday, I think I could probably have been like, Meh. but like getting wasted on a Tuesday when I had, this was a very busy week for me and I had a lot of stuff that I needed to get done. But I was like, I can't afford a two day hangover. Like I'm in right. my 30s. I know my body. I know myself. If I get to where I got last year, I will be on this couch for 48 hours. Absolutely not. No, you can't do it. Tuesday is rude for the 4th of July to land on. A thousand percent. It's like Halloween. Yeah. Don't do it. What am I going to do? I'm going to go hard on a Tuesday and then be hungover Wednesday and Thursday and then kind of come back to life on Friday and then go out Friday night and then be, no, No. (laughs) you can't do that. If you're going to have a 4th of July on a Tuesday, you better be giving everyone all week off. It's like um, when you were in school and like the teacher was clearly hungover, so it was like a movie day. Like it better be Mm -hmm. a movie day every day for the next, till the end of the week because like nothing good is getting done here except on Thursday. I want that TV cart screeching into the classroom. (laughs) I want that VH. Going in the VCR. I want static up top. They'll never know. (laughs) The tracking bar at the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. There's a place that I just saw that's in LA. I'm gonna have to find the name and then send it to you. But it's um, it's like a old movie rental store, and you can still rent DVDs and VHS tapes. And they do movie screenings in it. Do you have you heard of this? I think it's in like Silver Lake. Sounds correct. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, would be um, the only place that would happen. Okay, I sent you um, someplace I want to go. They have like a, a library bar where, yes. yeah, where you like go and just like literally pick out a book and just sit and drink and read. Like that, huh, I mean, I guess I just have to do further research on this end because I'm like, how does that not exist here? But then again, I'm like, yeah, it'll exist in like downtown where I'm like, I'm not going to go read a book and have a glass of wine. <laughs> you also have to go so out of your way to get downtown that it's right. like, well, this doesn't feel as relaxing as going to a book bar should be. Right. It should be like an easy process. Yeah. I feel like also being single too, I'm like, I feel like that's the bar I would want to be hit on if I were you. Like I'm like, oh, somebody who reads books, maybe knows something about wine, like just wants like some like cute quiet, but like can still be out in an atmosphere, like not some like sports bar where it's like, hey, can I get you a drink? (laughs) No, I married. No. (laughs) Five kids. Wait, I don't see a ring on your finger. I don't see a brain in your head, but I just have to assume it's there, right? Oh, snap. Shots fired. Speaking of gross men, uh-huh. gross men, um, Jonah Hill. Oh my God! Don't Did, even yeah. get me started, sir. I was shocked. I was. I, I've I've heard things about him, and I do. I'm such like a proponent of like you are who you hang out with, and that that whole little wolf pack crew, whatever. I'm just no. Who's the in Leo, his the little ca- crew? Uh, Leo, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Toby Maguire, uh, um, Kevin Connolly. Like I don't know, maybe Kevin Connolly settled down, but like or Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill sending his hot, successful surfer before they met girlfriend his list of quote unquote boundaries. Which, honey, 
those are not boundaries. Those are rules. She yeah. can't post in a swimsuit. No uh, surfing with men. Uh, babes. <laughs> How are we going to regulate is, who's in the ocean, sir? I was going to say, it's a predominantly male yeah, sport. Yeah, also that. So if she's competing against men, um, your girlfriend's a badass, first of all. Second of all, um, that's like asking you as an actor to not partake in kissing or sex scenes literally or can you just can you always play um the funny friend and can you not be a lead that has a romantic interest because i actually it makes can't have you be in movies with female women they can't but- be in there on set <laughs> and, oh nope oh no, no there's a female okay. director can't do it you can't oh, do it and i love that like and especially because the men that are like backing that up where i'm just like if a woman sent a text message like that the men would be like, she's a crazy, possessive, psycho bitch. You can't like, tell you know? me what to do. Like, it would be so flipped around. The nerve. Yeah. Right. And yet, when a man sends it, and then they're like, ooh, misogyny is not, not a thing. This is just having respect. Because the same thing happened. Did you see the Kiki Palmer thing as well? Yeah, that was insane. That was So like, it's, it's stop dictating what the women in your life, stop dictating what anyone is doing. That's not, Stop. none of that yeah. is like setting a boundary. That's not making it so that this person has to respect your boundaries. That is just dictating what somebody can or cannot do. And you have no right to do that. What are you yeah. doing? Stop acting like you're new here. Like that's, that's what's, that's what's getting me is that I'm like, you knew who you got into a relationship with. I have never met Kiki Palmer a day in my life. And I think I could describe her perfectly besides the fact of just like one word queen. But it's mm-hmm. just like that girl is not going to be put into a fucking box. She is not going to be contained. You should have known that from the, I don't know how many fucking years, 30 years of her being on television and movie screens, right. uh, interviews, etc., hosting. Um, and he had the audacity with his like tweeting to, to the world about her being a mother for her outfit, where it's like, you can literally go on his Instagram and he's posting pictures of her shaking her ass post baby. You were proud to put that on the internet, but the idea that like an attractive man is serenading your wife while she's, and she's actually like modestly covered up for that style, by the way, I was like this whole like women wearing like sheer clothing and it's just underwear underneath it I'm like I have seen some shit that is yeah. scandalous mm-hmm. and what she was wearing was not in the you same way her whole ass but there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it it's a it's a hot fucking outfit first of all you like this part of her this is they go here's the thing is there's like such an attraction to these powerful women to these hot right. fucking badass women right. and then once they're quote unquote yours you want to like dumb all of that down so that they don't it what leave you or whatever the fuck you just need to have control over it it's like but this is what you were attracted to so either stop liking such powerful women right um or fuck off (laughs) i'm like if you're insecure or like intimidated by because the idea that other men would find your lady attractive it's just Mm -hmm. like i i just don't understand as i said that I don't understand to where men will, you know, downgrade or talk shit about women losing their figure or like they've been in a relationship after having a baby, gaining weight, all of these things, right? And yet when your girl, especially after having a baby, is like consistently a fucking baddie, is wearing shit, doing her shit, living her shit and fucking making bukus of my, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit here and complain about an outfit she wore on a girl's trip to Vegas for 24 hours when she's paying for the roof over your head? Right. The audacity. Right. The audacity. Like, it's just, I'm like, you knew exactly who she was before you met her. A surfer? A surfer in the ocean? She's going to wear a bathing suit. She's going to have a banging fucking body. You have you have to. You have to. You are just like a muscle in the ocean. Right. Like fighting against the oceans, the currents. Like every part of that body is getting worked out every time she goes surfing. She's a babe. Like her sponsors are going to be Roxy. They're not going to want her in a sweater and sweatpants, my dude. Right. Like they're going to want her on a surfboard being a badass promoting other girls to want to be badasses in the ocean as well or kiki badasses in comedy whatever Mm -hmm. it is but like living your truth so it's just funny to me that these guys get so attracted to that and yet once they have them they're like you can't be showing that do that you you, contain yourself you're a wife you're a mother you're a girlfriend you don't respect my boundaries what are your boundaries what how do your boundaries 
involve my body and what right. I'm posting on my Instagram. If it makes you uncomfortable, you can leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody is is uh, holding you here. You are not a prisoner. And the idea that all of a sudden you're bothered by it later on into the relationship and now you're trying to put like rules and regulations on me to change the, what I'm posting, take things down. The fact that he was sending her fucking screenshots of the photos that he found inappropriate and it's literally like her on a surfboard <laughs> in the middle of a wave clearly not like posing or like this is just a badass shot and he's like just wanting to show off your body you should really be taking this down and I'm like like girl I- get out <laughs> I'm glad you're gone and people were also like giving her shit for like posting about it like I know people were like she shouldn't have to like post like text and like no the more that you talk about it uh the more it kind of also proves that that's reality if that makes sense to where it's like you almost have to say this outlandish shit to other people to get Mm -hmm. the reaction to make sure that you're not crazy you know what I mean that you're not the one that's like and especially she's still talking to the guy that it's like she could very easily be gaslit into being like your feelings are not valid to where we all read that and we're like girl be gone with well it's him. similar with remember ariana she had to like reach out to all of her friends as soon as she found out about tom and rachel because right. she was like if i don't it's going to be very easy for me to turn back around and be gaslit back into a situation so like by this girl posting these things and having literally everyone come at her being like this is he's a piece of shit nobody should talk to you like that validates all of her feelings and will make it so hard for her to then like turn on herself and go back to him yeah yeah that's kind of like the thing too with like narcissists and and people like that it's like they want to control the narrative so it's just like no matter what you're feeling they're gonna tell you that you're wrong because it's the way that you hurt them and that you're not understanding where they're coming from where it's like Mm -hmm. no I completely understand where you're coming from that doesn't make it right but if you're not talking to other people about the situation at hand especially if it's something that verbally abusive something that's uh, harmful mentally and emotionally it's like it's very easy for somebody who's a gaslighter to look at you and be like you're letting your emotions get the best of you like whatever it is where it's like no no talking to your girlfriends about it you're like he's there like, you gotta leave now this guy yeah. is actually insane and trying to control you there's a difference between control and like having boundaries and to like actually it's just manipulation is what it mm-hmm. is it's like you're literally taking the one thing that kind of like makes this person who they are and I'm not saying that a career makes you who you are but I'm like that's her passion that is her career so it's a very big part of her and again they don't do business casual for surfing attire it's anything else would be weighing her down so it's just like the idea that this guy can go to therapy and weaponize therapy yeah using language to where it's like you clearly learned this in therapy but yeah no that whole like you're making me feel and like this but then it's like the instead of using how it makes him feel it's these are the boundaries that you are crossing that are actually rules and you're hurting me and you don't give a shit and it's just like these aren't things that she's doing to you these are things that you're creating a feeling and a narrative about that doesn't exist to begin with Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And like the what you were saying about like <laughs> surfing is her career, right? This mm-hmm. is her passion. This is what she loves. Never in his text did he say you have to quit surfing. But he nixed out every other circumstance that surrounds her career, so that mm-hmm. he's never the crazy one that says you have to quit what you're doing. But if you do any of these things, which all are things that you will do if you continue surfing. I'm going to leave you. And it's just like, it's this, I am trying to isolate you from anything in your life that gives you purpose outside of me. Right. And it's so scary because he's not outright saying quit your job, but he's saying quit your job. But we got it. I'm going to leave you. (laughs) How do you expect somebody? I mean, thank God that there is stuff like the internet right now for somebody to post that because if you're so deep in that and you don't have this kind of support around you it would be so easy to be like i am being an asshole wow i'm being so disrespectful to my partner i'm posting all of these sexy pictures on instagram and how could i not have thought and it's like no 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 the, honey <laughs> no because if you went to his likes if we could still have that feature where we could see what people were liking i bet he's liking so many pictures very similar to that of girls that are not his girlfriend right. like he likes that he just doesn't like his woman doing it 
Right. right. Yeah. She had sent, I think in the text messages, she sent him like a photo or like a screenshot of earlier DMs when they first started dating of him like sending like fire emojis to pictures that she sent and oh commenting. You God. know what I mean? So it's like, it's exactly what we said. It's, you know, the same thing that you're attracted to for some reason, mm-hmm. these guys build an insecurity about it as if it's like, shouldn't you be like, dope I have a hot ass girlfriend other people think she's hot but I'm the one that has her like you know what I mean and not even has her like in in the sense of owning but just like you know she chose me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and yet you're willing to create turmoil and issues that don't exist based off of some negative fantasy you created in your head about what I do for a living or who's commenting or who's liking what none of that should matter Mm -mm. it's the job should be completely separate from your relationship, first of all. And second of all, you knew what she did when you started. Why are you acting new here? So I'm like, the idea that you're going to sit here and be like, it's disrespectful. It wasn't disrespectful when you first started dating. So why is it disrespectful now? Riddle me that, Jonah Hill. With your beard, with your beard and your hair, and you have the audacity <laughs> well, to come Well, that's why he's her. like, look, I'm not looking so great these days, babe. <laughs> yeah, you to ruin the I hotness. Was- I'm like, what are you and your therapist talking about, by the way? Because it you know seems what like sucks, you... though? Did you watch his documentary? I didn't. I'm it's sorry. It's fucking wonderful. Well, it's it's even less about him. It's it's the therapist. The way that, like, his brain works and the tools that he gives you really are so fucking great. But okay. it's, it's another... It's scary that somebody like Jonah Hill can produce and make this great fucking documentary with his therapist who's like a really intelligent accomplished therapist and still this is how jonah hill treats people and it's just like okay so at what point (laughs) at what point do we know that somebody is like actually grown or is like actually a good per like i thought therapy was a good barometer (laughs) For if somebody is emotionally intelligent, if somebody's gonna treat you right, if so, all all of the above, um, it's not. It's not. I was gonna say, honey girl, from your experience in dating well, now in I know. general, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it matters. I feel like I feel like it's 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 scary out there. I'm just like I don't think it matters if it's five years of therapy, just decided to start whatever it is. I mean, I had a friend and he was in therapy and I'm convinced that he just lied to his therapist the entire time. Like Mm. that didn't talk about anything that actually is causing issues. You're just paying for an hour of somebody to listen to you. But, you know, he kind of used therapy terms a lot. Like, was he doing the thing where he was like in therapy and he loved to say my therapist said and Mm. starting off everything with that, which I'm like, I understand it's a part it comes with it comes with the territory, but it would be like things that he would say and then I would like kind of cock my head being like, what does that have to do with you though? Like, hmm. why is that what you're talking about? Like, but it's like, again, you're sitting and wasting an hour where there is a route to the problem that you're mm-hmm. just refusing to get to, you know? And I think that's kind of thing where I'm like, I'm sure there's no right way to do therapy or whatever, but I'm like, a lot of the reasons why we're fucked up in the head or the reason why we don't understand our behaviors or other people's behaviors is because it stems from a root that that started long, long ago. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, oh, I went on a couple of dates, girls don't want to date me, so now I just don't. No, there's an internalized issue that when you go on these dates that you're bringing this energy with you to where you're not getting a call back to the reason why it, it's not going well for you. But instead of looking internally and being like, why is this a consistent pattern in my life? You look at the other person and find a reason to blame them or women are just awful or whatever it may be. And that's just not the case. There is something that you are carrying with you that you refuse to unpack that is a chip on your shoulder or something that maybe rubs somebody the wrong way or how you react to things, whatever it may be. If you're not unpacking the root of the issue, you're just talking surface shit. It's like um, spraying Febreze over a trash can. Like, it's not getting rid of the trash. It's not getting rid of the smell, but it's covering it up for for the time being. You know? Like, it's That's just... a great analogy. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I hate it, but I but love it. it. It's true. I'm like, that's the thing. It's like a lot of us have childhood issues. A lot of us have, you know, traumatic events that happened when we were younger. And instead of getting into that or how our fam- watching how our 
dad treated our mom or whatever the situation may be. It's learned behaviors and, and thought patterns. Our mom didn't have enough time for us. So now we constantly second guess if anything that we say matters because it should, ha- should be important if it comes out of my mouth where it's like you're muting yourself based off of something that happened to you consistently throughout your childhood. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to know that until you, you know, go to therapy and unpack it or at least have those conversations, deeper conversations in safe places. But, um, and you have to like really want to have those conversations. Like you can go to therapy and you can do the surface level shit, but if you're not Mm -hmm. going with the intention of like, no, we're going to, we're going to dig deep. Like we're going to really try and figure out what the root of it is. And it's so interesting that somebody like your friend would go to therapy and waste that money essentially, because I mean, I guess depending on the kind of person you are, what you're getting out of it is some sort of validation. If you're lying to a therapist and they're telling you, you're great, you're a great person, everything you're doing, because you're fucking fibbing your way through it. Then you get to walk out the door and feel like, I'm a a good person. I go to therapy. I'm working on myself. But you're not. Right. Yeah. You're not. You're creating like a facade that adds on to this person or this persona that you're creating and yet not understanding why people aren't attracted to it, why people don't stick around, why people, you know don't show up for you the way that you think you show up for them, whatever it may be. And it's like, no, there are real underlying issues to, and and, and by the way, we put out things all the time, even unbeknownst to ourselves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When we're dealing with shit, when we have turmoil, whatever it may be, and especially if we're not somebody that has discussed it out loud or figured out a way to process it, it bleeds into other things. So it's just mm-hmm. like if you're constantly fit, focused on negative shit going on in your life, whatever it is, it's going to be very rare that you're going to be able to go around people and even whether it's jokes, whatever it may be, that it's not going to come from a negative place, that you can all of a sudden shut down whatever's going on with you internally and, oh, Pleasantville, like, oh, right. this everything is... Like, no, you're going to be making jokes at people's expense. You're going to be saying things with a lot of sauce and a lot of fire to it and people are like... Mm-hmm where the fuck did that come from or why was that necessary but like okay like you're on one like whatever it may be but I'm like and sometimes it's funny for and fun for a night whatever but I'm just like I do feel like if there's something that's consistently bothering you or that you're feeling insecure about especially when it comes to friendships relationships there's a consistency of something lacking or something that's repeatedly happening you need to talk about it mm-hmm. because there is a reason why this keeps happening to you and it's not because you're the victim in this situation. It's because there is something that is being put out that is putting people off to mm-hmm. where they're like, I don't know how to be around you. I don't know how to have a conversation with you. I can't gas you up more than you're gassing yourself up, you know, especially in our fucking 30s. Who has time for that or energy right. left over? So it's just like, I don't know. I guess my, my tip my tip from the top would be um, to work on yourselves, guys. <laughs> we all have to do it. We all have to do it. But I'm like, yes, there's if, if – and if you're like somebody that's just like inherently positive and got your shit figured out, I'm not talking to you. But <laughs> literally, yeah, I'm like I feel like I have to do it all the time. I have to do that all the time where I'm like I have to check myself. If I'm treating people in a certain way, I'm like what's going on with me? What am I upset about? And it's usually work. It's mm-hmm. usually – maybe just feeling off, whatever it may be. But I'm like, I got a lot of childhood trauma that I have very much acknowledged. And I'm not fully healed. I'm not. Um, And I still have triggers and things. But the thing is, having self-reflected, I can now see it in that moment to where I'm like, wait, this has nothing to do with this person. This stems from my childhood. That makes me feel this way. So now I'm instantly irritated or annoyed. And they did nothing to deserve that. Where before, I would just be like, fuck you and your energy don't know what you just brought to the table but goodbye and I'm like no 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 this has nothing to do with them it has right nothing to do with them but you knowing those things and you being self-aware is everything because it's gonna we're gonna be working on a lot of like the deeper rooted childhood trauma shit probably forever forever Um, forever like for the rest of our lives and that sucks but knowing that those things exist you might still react in the moment but because Mm -hmm. you have that self-awareness you get to go wait that wasn't on them that was on me hey I'm so sorry I reacted that way it had nothing to do with you that's just kind of a trigger for me what was that story you wanted to tell me like it allows you to then take accountability for how you react to things yes and not be a dick forever whereas other people do it and they'll react very aggressively to something and then you might say, hey, what did I do to upset you? Nothing. 
no not and then and then you don't get anywhere and it's like okay I don't have time for this <laughs> I yes I need to be yes. able to either have a conversation about it because it's okay to be triggered it's okay to have like Feelings. really harsh reactions to like tiny little things yeah but we just can't let those control us and we can't stuff them so deep down that you can't then like move past it with whoever you're reacting to with that energy. Honey, I'm about to be 33 this year. I do not have time for guessing games. Guess what I'm feeling right now because I was not taught how to communicate my emotions. So therefore I shut down. I understand why you're doing what you're doing and I will call that out. But like, if you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation, but you got to use your big girl words. You know, you I'm, not gonna words. S- I'm not going to sit here and be like, did I hurt your feelings because I said this? No. Well, was it, was it that like, no, Mm-mm. you're an adult. You're an adult. If you can't communicate your feelings and trust me that again is another um, side effect of childhood trauma being yeah. like, nobody told you that it was okay to have feelings. Most likely you got yelled at for showing too much emotions or showing too much whatever because you're a problem child, whatever it is. So you internalize that. And Mm -hmm. now when the opportunity comes to express yourself, you shut down, but you want people to know by your vibe, by your mood that like something's wrong. Are you going to ask me And you should know that. My favorite thing to do is, um, and and I've said this to so many friends that like, a problem will come up with a friend or a significant other or whoever and they'll try and address it and that person Mm -hmm. is not willing to talk about it and will go no everything's fine everything's fine and there's obviously some sort of passiveness there but it's like you know what if they told you that believe them it is not your responsibility to try and figure out what the fuck is going on you've asked you've acknowledged Mm -hmm. they've shut it down so that is on them any feeling that they have if they're upset about something that's not on you to somehow get them to open up about it that is their responsibility and if they want to live in the space of like anger and victimizing themselves and whatnot let them live there you go on carrying on as if everything actually is fine because it's not your responsibility I couldn't agree with that more I couldn't agree with that I I wish somebody would have told me that in my 20s Mm. the amount of times that like I would stop talking to people there's amount of times that I would just like blindly out of loyalty whatever it is to accommodate somebody else's feelings which Mm -hmm. also could be temporary by the way like no we don't think about that in our 20s either that it's like the same person that your best friend is crying to you about saying they're so awful and can't believe you'd be friends with is a person that they're actually dying to be friends with again and will be in the next six months and it's going to be awkward for all the rest of you that treated that person terribly when these two make up again that Mm -hmm. was an anecdote for my 20s my dude like it was you know what I mean where it's just like your it's not your job to take on other people's feelings and emotions let alone about people situations whatever it may be um people's opinions on what you're doing with your life or or what they're what makes them how it makes them feel whatever it is it's none of their fucking business Mm -hmm. but in your 20s you're so codependent in friendships and like having this group and my best friends that it's like we are one and we all think alike because we're the best of friends it's bullshit Mm -hmm. it's bullshit and there's always going to be one of you guys that fucks another one over so be on your own fucking team first of all I just the things I wish people said to me in my 20s and then had to learn all over again in my late 20s to early 30s oh Um, yeah those lessons really like to repeat themselves until you get it they really just keep coming back around they're like you didn't get it the first time I'm gonna make it 10 times worse okay here you go this is like (laughs) you dumb bitch here we go again oh oh, you think she's so nice you think Mm -hmm. she's so nice just wait just wait Till she tries to come back and ruin your life because uh-huh. you have no one else. No, have your own thoughts, your own brain, any guy, any best friend, whatever that is trying to control the way that you talk, control or regulate who you're friends with, who, how you spend your time, what you spend your money on, whatever, what you choose to do for a living, fuck them. Mm-hmm. And not like literally just fuck them right off. Get them out of your life. These are not people that eight, eight, they should be having 10 times more things going on in their lives than focusing on what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is that bored that they are commenting on every aspect of your life or criticizing or whatever, especially if you're not fucking asking, get them out. Get them get out. Because they're going to be the reason why you didn't go to the next level at that time period when you could have. Because totally. they will hold you down 
fake it as like support fake it as like oh i love you so much i'm just protecting you no no and some of the people that you think are like your closest friends are the people that revel in seeing your demise okay mm. and will literally guide you astray these men saying don't you don't need to have a career you could you could i could just love you and pay for you that guy could change his mind no. That guy can change the locks. (laughs) And you have nothing to show for it. Depend on yourself. If you feel good about something, make that your decision. Do not let it be based off of how other people feel about what you're doing with your life. Because let me tell you, they do not care. They do not care. They are not taking it with the same amount of time, effort, and love that you would be taking any other decision that you're making. If it feels right to you, then fucking do it. But like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship or a friendship or somebody is trying to control or or navigate for you your life, get them out now. Because let me tell you, it's just going to get messier and messier, especially if you don't feel good about it. (laughs) I am talking to people that are trying to make things up out of their lives, make things, or like, that don't understand the relationships that they're in, whether they could be toxic or not. And I am telling you that somebody that has so much interest in what you're doing and not enough in what they're doing, get them out. Not on your side. Because they're also... I love uh, all of my friends. I want Mm -hmm. nothing but success and like anything that they want in their life, I want them to have it. At any opportunity that I can help, I will help. But I'm focused on me and my growth and my success. Um, and not in a like overly selfish way, but in a stay in my own lane kind of space. If you want my help, I'm here for you, but I'm not going to be hyper-focused on what you're doing. And if I am, there's probably weird intentions behind it. Somebody that's like actually there for you will be there for you, but not overcrowding your space, not trying to tell you who you should and shouldn't date, what job you should and shouldn't take. Like, that's not it. That's weird. That's not support. Yeah. No, that's control. Yeah, exactly. The difference between support and, like, control Mm -hmm. and manipulation. Support is, like, hey, I can't make decisions for you, but whatever you choose, I'm there for you. I got you. I I back you up. Control is, how could you even think that's a good idea? Why would you go with this person instead of this person? Like, everybody knows that this person is da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Maybe that's not what works for you at that time. Exactly, exactly. Why would you post a picture like this when you know that, like, I'm your boyfriend and I have to look at it and so all these other guys Uh. get to look at it? Um, I'm a human being with a body that leaves the house outside of these photos. Sorry. I was wearing that Sorry outside, but we don't have a problem with that. It, you know, it's just... Have you ever been oof. in a relationship like that with somebody that was, like, very controlling? Um, I wasn't in a relationship with somebody that... Uh, actually, that's a lie. When I was eight. Teen. Okay, well, I don't know if this is considered controlling, but, like, even what we were talking about earlier with just, like, unhealed men mm. and, like, the projection and whatnot. So I don't know. You tell me if this classifies because it just popped into my head. Um, but my ex from, like, when I graduated high school, we were together for, like, two years, three years. Um, and we moved to L.A. together. Um... I can't believe I actually moved to LA with him, but I was 18. I was a baby, okay? And like, and you know, when I you moved to LA, it got you to LA. So, like, well, with him, but sure. I dated him when I was 16. He moved away to race cars, so I was like, hmm, flex. <laughs> um, and then he was coming back when he was, or when I was 18, uh, he was moving back to LA or to like where, where we grew up. So I was like, cool, guess we're back together. And, uh, we would like go to parties and stuff and he mind you it's like we're talking like we all knew the same people he was maybe a grade above me maybe two grades above me so it's like we all knew the same people same friends at parties etc and I remember we'd go to parties and he would like low-key like at the party like accuse me of like being too friendly or like cheating kind of and be like I saw you really enjoying talking to Brian (laughs) how is that and it's just like what do you mean like we're just catching up he's like yeah no for sure seems like seems like a lot more than that but you have fun kind of thing you know and I remember one night we got home from a party at where he was pulling that kind of stuff and I was like this is bizarre but I think people were back at his house with us And I remember his phone was on the dresser. I'm like, I am so like, I am not a go through the phone, go through a computer, go through people's stuff thing. I respect people's privacies. My parents read my diary when I was 12. I've been Mm. scarred forever, ever since about even just like writing down feelings. 
Um, I would never go through somebody else's shit. But the only time, this was one of the only times I've ever done that. And it's because there's literally, like I say, women's intuition. You you can't deny it. It's a real fucking thing. But the phone was sitting there. And he was just being so awful to me that, like, something was like, look at the phone. And, like, mind you, like, you don't know what you're looking for when when you have that impulse. But for some reason, without trying, you always find something. Mm. Like, if you were being compelled to do it, there's something there. And um, I saw, like, naked pictures that a girl he went to high school with um, that I knew uh, had sent him that very much knew that we were in a relationship. Yeah. Ugh. And so while this piece of shit is running around accusing me of being too friendly in conversations, um, I found out that, yeah, he was like sexting with a girl I knew. Ew. But my poor, dumb, 18 year old self forgave him and then chose to move out with him. And then, uh, that ended because I was going to fit him at the time I was in fashion school. It's a lot of work, a lot mm-hmm. of homework. Um, and I used to be the fun girl that would, you know, play video games with him and, like, smoke weed and, like, chill, you know. And now I have to, like, get 12 uh, full full body sketches mm-hmm. uh, done by tomorrow while typing a paper on, like, the fucking theories of polka dots. I don't fucking know what I was doing in that school. But weird shit like that to where I don't have time. To, mm. to cater to somebody's feelings, especially because he was obviously not racing cars anymore. He was just sitting at home, drinking beer, smoking weed, and playing video games, and then driving back to our hometown to, like, hang out with people who were also unemployed to come back and to bitch. Um, so one of those days, he came back to bitch, and I just, like, had enough. I was like, I'm just trying to get worked, and I think he was trying to, like, proposition me for, you know, being a human blow-up doll. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, wasn't having it. And at one point... I was, I don't, I said, I threatened to call his mom. That was it. I was like, cause he was just like saying sh- shit to me. And I was just like, well, what if I just fucking call your mom right now and just tell him everything that you just said to me? And he was like, well, what if I just chose to beat the shit out of you? What about that? He said that to you? He said, oh, he said that to me and that was it. Oof. That was it. I go, absolutely not. And like, mm-hmm. I just packed a bag, like grabbed a bag and just started putting shit in it grabbing my stuff I didn't know what I was doing where I was going I just knew I was like I will no longer be in this space with you Mm-mm. so I took my stuff and I went to my friend I just started like an acting class um like a work like a boot camp and um I had made friends and I think it also where I'm like even if you don't want to be an actor I just suggest to anybody especially with confidence issues um childhood trauma issues I just I I recommend taking an acting class a beginner acting workshop because it really helps you especially with Meisner it really helps you get out of your body and be able to articulate how you're feeling and also experience what it feels like to be seen by another person Mm -hmm. and like have your emotions be seen and called out Mm -hmm. um so I think that also gave me the strength to be able to stand up to him and be Mm -hmm. like I don't deserve to be talked to like that to be treated like that and I would never put myself in a situation to where I would stay in a situation like this as I've already forgiven you for indiscretions in the past so I packed up and I went to my friend's house that I'd met in acting class and I we were down at the Palazzo, so we were down by the Grove, like, 3rd Street, and she lived in the Valley, and this is, like, another one of my introductions to the Valley. Um, I stayed with her. She lived in a house with, like, three, like, in my opinion, I was, like, 18, so I was, like, fully grown men. They were probably, like, 23, but just, like, <laughs> big men. Five, I can't remember how many there were, but, and one a other girl. Dudes. Okay. Yeah, they were all from Texas. It's from, like, a small town in Texas, so I think they just kind of, like, Facebook networked and had okay. a house and just continued two girls shared like one room kind of thing um but anyways so I spent the night there I turned my phone off because like once I got to like 20 missed calls and like berating text messages I was like done and my ex had been to that house one time before um so I guess he must have just figured that that's where I went so I wake up in the morning to one of her roommates being like it was so crazy man last night in the middle of the night this like little guy just like got out and just started like kicking this car and I was like was it a black Jetta and he was like yeah it was crazy and I was like 
wow. parked across the street and like that's when the roommate like realized that it was my car and he's like oh my god if I would have known like I would have gone out there and I was like it's fine so we go out and I'm just like he had kicked in my driver door like like we're talking like oh like giant like like this is Sparta essentially to my car had keyed it and so I'm thinking well this is a shit day but I guess you know relationships over great we turn around and my friend drove like uh the little like Kia hamster car like Uh the little like box yeah yeah we turn around and like we hadn't even noticed things we're obviously just like looking at my car he had hit her car (gasps) with his car yeah yeah and uh smashed in the back of it and he drove like a older ford explorer so like probably no damage to his car whatsoever and so that's when i called his mom (laughs) i called his mom and was like are you fucking kidding me and this woman had the audacity to where i said the roommates watched him kick my car in there are witnesses and she goes and i was like and then he hit my friend's car and she goes how do you know it was him my friend's car just got hit and run the same night that your son drove up and smashed right. in my driver door wow. are you joking and then he admitted it obviously but yeah that was that was, was literally he apologetic like, when he admitted it or was it like uh well fuck you you did this i don't i'm sure he was sorry to some extent mm-hmm. but like I, I don't think he regretted what he did while he was doing it. I don't right. think when he drove away from smashing into her car that he was like, oh, man, I really shouldn't have done that. Wow. That, well, ugh, what's so scary about that and, like, so many fucking kudos to you for hearing once, what if I beat the shit out of you and being like, absolutely not. Because what then followed that was a lot of rage and aggression and mm-hmm. violence towards an inanimate object but it takes a lot to kick in a car and then crash into another one. So, like, oh, well, you removed yourself from probably what would have become a very dangerous relationship. Well, that's what I said to his mom, too. Um, I Because uh, when I was on the phone with her, I was like, that could have been my face. Right. And, he was, and she was like, but it wasn't. Like, as if that was going to be enough to, like, get me to still stay. She tried to convince me to stay with him, by the way. But... It was, it, it was, it was so bizarre. It was a really like a bizarre, like, I'm just like, are, are we hearing ourselves mm. right now? I'm like, your son made a choice to get into a car, to drive someplace, to cause violence because he was pissed because he knew that there were four fully grown, three to five, I don't know how many guys live there, three to five fully grown men that he could not take all of at all to get to me. So I think once he got there and realized that, he got pissed off and frustrated and attacked my car. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know what his intention is. What did he think he was going to do? Come in and grab me by the hair, pull me out into the car and get me back to the apartment? I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. I'm so thankful that the universe intervened to where the most damage that happened wasn't even to my car. Um, but legit like I'm just like these situations these circumstances to where it's like feeling he loved to gaslight he loved to make me feel like I was less than or that like I needed him or that I ruined his life by him being out there where you could leave Mm -hmm. you could leave but like I think that was an important takeaway too is that it's like you're not responsible for how other people feel Mm -hmm. like I for the longest time because Ariana and Tom used to say this shit on Vanderpump Rules and used to drive me crazy where somebody would be upset by something that they said or be like you made me feel and he's like and they would always be like no one can make you feel any type of way I thought it was insensitive but now like really thinking about it like it's it's genuinely true like your reactions are based off of your internal makeup what triggers you what activates you what brings you down whatever that is based off of your own personal experiences based off of what somebody said but those words might not have the same intention as to how you're taking it Mm -hmm. so it's like for you to sit there and say you made me feel this type of way well that wasn't my intention and that's all I can say on that you know what I mean because I'm like I feel like we're always told to like kind of like take responsibility for hurting people's feelings etc it's one thing to be like you're an ugly bitch and I fucking hate you. Yeah, that was meant to hurt you. Right. I'm like, but if I say, oh, you know, I don't like the color green, but you love the color green. Like, and you take that as like, well, anybody that likes green is a fucking loser. Like, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. It could be your favorite thing. And maybe you think because 
everything that you own and wear and whatever is green that you're like, that's a personal dig to me because nobody else loves it the way that I do. Again, that is coming from your own personal up here and in here that is making you misinterpret to what somebody said. If there is a disconnect or a miscommunication, you should be able to be like, whoa, whoa, what did you mean by that? Because this is making me feel like this, where it's like, yes, it's making me feel like this, but that's not what you meant by it. So let's have the clarification. But people just don't like to communicate, clarify things. And I think that I lost my train of thought, but I'm just like, because I think I get, I get a little flustered. I'm like sweating talking about myself. Um, I'm very thankful that I also, you know, it, it doesn't take much to, to get me to be like, mm. mm-hmm. where I'm like, if I love you no matter what, but you talk to me disrespectfully, you try to make me feel a type of way by insulting me or belittling me or putting things down, I'm out. Mm-mm. I'm out. And I'm glad that I've had that kind of ingrained in me at eight, since 18. But unfortunately, the big thing too is that it has to be something that <laughs> is devastating. Right. Like, again, threatening my physical well-being that that that's that's devastating to hear to think about totally. whatever that like I I got the fuck out but the amount of other relationships and things that I've stayed in based even almost out of pity or you know just like well I don't want to be this person where it's just like you got to make decisions that work best for you mm-hmm. and not based off of not wanting to hurt somebody else's feelings or make somebody else feel a type of way because again you are actually not responsible for that unless there is an intention behind your actions or the things that you're saying to make somebody feel that type of way right but otherwise you're not doing anybody any favors like staying in a relationship that you know that you should leave you're not doing that other person a favor by staying you're doing them a disservice you're keeping them in something that you are not fully in so they're continuing to invest their energy and time into somebody that doesn't want to be there you're just like if staying in a relationship with somebody for the sake of not wanting to hurt their feelings it's i feel like i heard this so much when we were younger but friends would want to break up with a boyfriend and it was like but you know their birthday is coming up or it's about to be this holiday or whatever so i gotta stay with them it's like well if it's about to be their birthday you don't want to break up with them beforehand uh, cuz you don't want their feelings to be hurt on their birthday. And in most of these situations, you're like 2 months out from their birthday. It's not like it's tomorrow. Um <laughs> right. they're, they're I didn't decide get... yesterday. <laughs> right. It's like first of all, you spending another birthday with them and then ending it afterwards is going to hurt them more. So right. in all of these situations, it's just like anything that we're doing to protect somebody else is not protecting that person and it's not protecting you you're hurting yourself and you're hurting them like right. you just have to do in like a kind and caring and respectful way you need to move throughout this life making decisions for you and not for other people don't be right. a dick don't be like right. incredibly selfish where you just don't give a fuck about anyone's feelings of course not but you have to make decisions for yourself otherwise you're just fucking everyone over you're prolonging right. things you're hurting feelings you're not being transparent and honest like you just gotta just do it and and other people are doing it too so it's not like you're the one person that's just like i have to look out for myself no no you're looking out for other people by being honest with them you're helping uh, them by being honest with them yes yes no it's truly the only person that you're like seriously hurting is yourself by lying to yourself I'm like the thing is when you break up with this person like I really love the whole like kind of like good luck Chuck thing but I'm like it's true I saw a TikTok so good (laughs) I gotta post this on our page um she was like it was a comedian and she was talking about men and how like girls really looking out for girls is the fact that we date these guys and then we fix them mm-hmm. and then we send them back out but this time with career goals like you're welcome next girl mm-hmm. that gets to date them like we are do like yes <laughs> we're doing the good, we're doing the good work out here <laughs> we are doing the good fight out here so that's what i'm saying is that i'm like if something's not working for you it might work for somebody else I, two of my exes are married now mm-hmm. and you couldn't pay me to have married them back in that day so I'm like something happened in between then and now and finding the right person that you are husband material but for me that was never going to be the thing so it's like I feel like 
yeah, you holding on to a relationship, you holding on to a friendship, whatever it may be, a job, whatever it may be, because you don't want to hurt your boss's feelings or, oh, like, my friend, like, she, she's so great most of the times, but then when she gets verbally abusive, it really fucking sucks, so maybe I don't want to hang out with her that much, but, like, maybe just, like, no, no, nip it in the bud, call it for what it is, because you're, you're not doing anybody, like, I think... I would rather know that the reason why you don't want to be friends with me anymore is because I did this or because it makes you feel this type of way or whatever it is and like know that that it's like oh maybe this is something I need to work on or like maybe I just need to avoid people like you entirely whatever Mm -hmm. it may be but I'm like being honest about where you're at in situations and 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 using your voice to be like hey this doesn't work for me or whatever it may be or this needs to end whatever it is pull the fucking trigger because right. like you're sitting here thinking that you're like ugh, jumping through these mental gymnastics trying to be like how do I pivot this right and this is going to be the good day is this the good time like th- no there's never a good time to give somebody bad news there's never a good time to tell somebody you don't want to be a part of their lives anymore there is never a good time to quit your job there's just never a good time mm-hmm. so whatever whoever put out that bullshit about timing lied to you lied to all of us and got a very good PR agent and sold it to us and we all fucking bought it and Mm -hmm. ate it up but let me tell you it's all bullshit it's the he's just not that into you it's just like stop lying to yourself and just be honest what's working for you what's not and what do you deserve and if you deserve better move on Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. sorry I got passionate about that one no I love that have you you probably haven't but have you listened to Taylor Swift's new vault tracks that just came out i have not (laughs) how did i know you were gonna find a way to bring taylor into this yeah so she released uh the taylor's version of speak now and there's six vault songs that are on it so the things that she wrote back then and then are now released and there's one song called foolish one and it's basically all it stemmed from you talking about he's just not that into you and it's there's a line that's like you are not the exception and it's her basically talking about like young her um, who kept, I mean, it's me. <laughs> She's describing me. It's being the cool girl in the relationship that like, and it's not even a relationship. You don't know what's going on, but you just want to be fine. A situationship. You want to be fine and chill and cool with everything and hope that one day you will change what they want and change what mm-hmm. they're looking for. And that it just doesn't, it's not going to fucking happen. It's not going to happen. And then that person is probably going to move on, start dating somebody else and give that person everything that you thought you wanted. And like, sometimes that's just life. Like sometimes that just happens. And at the end of the day, like go, like good. Let that person go. That wasn't a right fit for you. Either they learned something from you and took that into their next relationship or the next girl was willing to put up with a lot of shit that you weren't willing to put up with. Like, and whichever right. one that is, it wasn't for you to begin with. So, like, let it be. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like when, it, when we're saying about, like, communication as well, that I'm just, like, if you're not communicating when this person is making you feel a type of way or not making you feel because I don't believe that, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're in an environment or an atmosphere Mm -hmm. with this person to where it's negative and you can't call that out this is not your person yeah like I'm sorry like if you have anxiety or whatever or because you're afraid of how this person's going to react to what's going to come out of your mouth like this person doesn't love you (laughs) if you're scared to have a conversation it's probably because you know you're not going to get an answer that you want and if that's the case have the conversation so you can free yourself up from this person and either spend time working on yourself and or open that space up for somebody that's going to show up and be all about you and that you're not going to have all of these like anxious little feelings around yeah I just saw that somebody that I was dating um that didn't want to be in a relationship is now of course in a relationship (laughs) <laughs> don't you love that <laughs> ain't that the way ain't that the way mr um, non-committal commits mm-hmm. um in less time than the time that we dated which is fun um have you question have mm-hmm. you been like because i know you guys follow each other right on on, on ig no we don't no no wait i, I, I did a little you, you i did a little random stock session i unfollowed I unfollowed like (laughs) here's the thing and I don't unfollow in like any sort of petty way it's to protect myself like I was really sad when that 
ended and for a while right. it was like I'm gonna mute this person on Instagram because I don't want I mean this is me protecting them which I don't have to do but like I don't want to unfollow them have them see that and then it hurt their feelings so I'm gonna mute them for now I know yeah. you know people pleaser shit. yeah um we're working gonna, on it we are I'm gonna mute them to protect myself and then it gets to a point where it's like okay it's been long enough I'm just gonna unfollow this person because I don't need I just don't need them showing up in any sort of capacity because when they do, it fucks with my day. I don't need that. So I unfollowed him, yes, but not as like a fuck you, just as like a, I'm protecting myself. Um, yeah, and it's time. It's run its, its time. course. And what's the point? What's the yeah. point? And you, you know, aren't dating me. No, and he did the typical dude thing where he watched my stories for way too long after the fact to the point where I then blocked him from my stories because I was like, okay, I'm – because then I was looking for his name. Then right. I was like still posting f- for him, for him in some sort of way. So again, I know I didn't do it yeah. to be petty. I did it so that I could stop basing things off of him. Free yourself up mentally. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then I did. A Listen, ladies, I it's a balance. It's a balance. We do really healthy things, and then we do really unhealthy things. Yes. It, and that it is, is it's just life, you know? <laughs> and I love, I told my therapist that I had done, like, a little mini, uh, mini, mini stock session, and she goes, yeah. emotional cutting, and I was like, that's right, Megan. <laughs> that is, oh, that I is love that. Emotional cutting. I love cutting. that so much. It mm-hmm. is emotional cutting. That yeah. is, that's clever. Isn't that great? And I it really that. is. She's like, well, what were you doing? I was like, I don't know. I was bored. She's like, so you wanted to fuck some shit up for yourself. I was like, yep, yep. Masochistic I wasn't having, as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't having any, there was nothing going wrong. And it was just like, how do I hurt myself a little bit right now? How, how do I? Yeah. I know how to do it. And then it worked. Add a little salt to the wound. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he has a public profile. And public profile. You, you saw that there is a girl that was not there before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you sure it's not like his cousin? I don't think it's his cousin, but it just <laughs> it feels like a very relationshipy post. But it's totally it's guys. It's fine. I'm. Fine. It's fine. I'm okay. I have never been happier. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I, I really love this for him. Like, I actually manifested this for him. Like, I was like, I just hope you move on with your life, you know? And I got that. So it's fucking great. These are tears <laughs> of joy is what this is. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but it really is. I mean, <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. is. And, and it wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't meant for you. No, but it's Simple one of those perfect that. examples where, like, now I can see that. In the past, something like mm-hmm. that would have, like, ruined me and now it was like it stung for a sec and then my brain goes into the space of like it's okay it wasn't meant for you anyways because of what you're saying I let it get to seven months before I had any sort of conversation about like I want to be in a relationship with you and it's because I was having feelings come up that were making me anxious about that conversation and those feelings had been there for like three or four months so if I couldn't have expressed those to him earlier then that wasn't my space anyways like I should have felt good and confident that like if I have this conversation it's things will go my way I feel like that's how you should feel in those situations otherwise it's just like not you do you feel like you were honest in the beginning like saying that you wanted a relationship or were you kind of like we're going to go with the flow and see what happens. No, I was very upfront. I mean, I I had vocalized literally like first date that I was in a really good place in my life to the point where like, I've and I've expressed this to you before, but that like idea of I would like a partner and a relationship, mm-hmm. but I don't need one. So if right. I'm going to start dating somebody, it's only going to be because I see a future there. I don't want to date without intention like I don't really need a casual thing I don't need to have somebody around just to have them around so if like I'm dating somebody it's because I want to be with them potentially if things go well um yeah so so I said that on the first date and he had and he had been like oh my god same like it was same page so we started with that out on the table Uh uh-huh I still should have been able to then like reference that three months in right you know I've been like so remember how we talked about blah 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 well now I'm feeling like I'm ready for the relationship. How do you feel? I should have been right. able to have that kind of conversation. So that, and that just takes more 
growth, more learning, trial, more experiences of like, yeah. yeah now the rule is like, yeah, get to Sav. Once you get to like three or four months, have that conversation. You're not cool girl anymore. You yes. like reached a level <laughs> of putting cool girl to the side, but then after a certain point, you fall back into that. So how do we keep it consistent and not just like right. do it once on the first date when the stakes are low and then lose that ability once feelings are involved exactly exactly I think situationships and like all that stuff I also feel like like I just don't fully understand either to where you were open and forthcoming about like what you wanted out of it and yet because you weren't asking for a label within like three or four months all of a sudden it's like seven months in and you're like what are we doing it's like whoa 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 yeah (laughs) calm down there where it's like no we were on the same page that's why this whole thing started right Right. I wouldn't have put my time into this had that not been the case. Had you been honest and forthcoming and said, I'm emotionally unavailable and I don't think I'll be ready for a relationship anytime soon. Like, yeah, see ya. But instead, he hung around for seven months to then be like, I'm not emotionally ready to be in a relationship and now... And now you you are? Mm -hmm. But again, I also do think it's all trial and error and I think that it's... Not, it just wasn't your person, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? To where it's like you had to learn that lesson to where it's like, okay, I have a time period to where I'm like dating casually stops here or mm-hmm. it's like we're, we're either moving to the next level or we're moving on from whatever this situation is, but I'm not going to sit here and try and figure out, let alone be the cool girl that's like, hey, like no, no pressure, but like whenever you're ready, I'm here, right? Like, no, if you're not in it with me and we're already doing all of the things that a boyfriend and girlfriend do, people in a relationship do, you're only dating me, we're only sleeping with each other, why? Mm -hmm. What what difference does being your girlfriend versus a girl you're seeing, what difference does that make? Right. I'm waiting. Literally. (laughs) What is it? Why so scary? Yeah. You've been with? I just wonder too. With who? I'm wondering if that's even his girlfriend. I wonder if that's like another situation ship. That's literally what my therapist said. She's like, you've just created a narrative and you have no idea if that's true or not. So (laughs) we can go with that if you want to feel sad about it. Or we can switch the narrative and say, we don't fucking know if he's in a relationship. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I know you're not allowed to be friends with your therapist, but like, I want to be friends with your therapist. I want to be friends with her so badly. (laughs) I want to be friends with Megan, if you're listening, I want to be friends with you so badly. Megan, if you're listening, DM me because it's not unethical (laughs) for us to be friends. I will never talk to you about Savannah, but like, I feel like we'll have some good conversations. She's the best. She's the best. She sounds awesome. Yeah. No, that's so dead on. Like, yeah, you're already adding insult to injury. Yeah, she's like, you don't know that. Why are you giving yourself this story that's making it worse? That's making you feel worse about yourself or your situation to where it's like, this. we have no idea who this woman is to him unless it's you have given me the best one month of my life. (laughs) Happy one month anniversary, babe. Mm -hmm. And the idea that he's comfortable posting her on his page. I'm like, it could very well be... A close friend, a family member, somebody no. who's grew. It's a tagged. No? Fo- it's a tagged photo. <laughs> of of was a t- what was the caption? I don't remember. But did it give you girlfriend vibes, or are you just assuming? This is so stalkery of me to tell you the comment that I read. <laughs> Girl, first of all, I just I I got on this podcast and said I spend way too much time. <laughs> Looking up if people are in relationships that I have never met before, that adds no substance to my life uh-huh. whatsoever. Uh-huh. I, and if you think, I know the two of my exes are, are married, and I don't follow them. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There are ways. There are ways that this information comes to you. It is not your fault. It's not my but fault. But what did the comment say? Right. So the comment. <laughs> so I the, need the tea. The picture was um, of them, and then there was another picture of like her, and he was taking the picture of her, and you could see him in the mirror. And somebody okay. commented and was like, "Look at the way your man's is looking at you when he takes your picture." Oh well, burn it. <laughs> burn it now. Um. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's you know, in a relationship. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but again, wasn't your person. And person. I'm glad that you were able to probably teach him so much that made him ready to commit to Jessica. I don't know. 
I don't know either. That's just what I call random girls. I got out of there real quick. I was like, you know what? This is is none of my business. I don't need to be here. Abort mission. Abort (laughs) mission. No. I mean, we all do it. It's fine. So we've got a long week, a full week Mm -hmm. ahead of us, Mm -hmm. which... Thank God. Um, I can't do holidays mid midweek. It, no, I it need really the whole week off. or I need none of it. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hop off of here and I'm going to upload this. And you know what I'm going to do? I am going to watch the new episode of Love Island. Because oh my God, yes. I watched I it before it. this. It's so good. And I cannot wait to hear your thoughts because I was getting certain feelings that I'm not going to tell you while I was watching it. So <sighs> I'm that's all I'm going to say. You. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to live text you. Um, Yeah, and we'll be back here next Wednesday. Yeah, guys. Thanks, y'all. Love you. Love you. Thanks for continually listening. Um, Go go follow our social media pages and like, subscribe, do all – leave a comment. Oh, my God, leave a comment. Leave two comments. Leave a rating. Per Do all the things. Yeah. Also – I was shocked to see that 33% of, of our listeners are male. So what? I was, not, I was not expecting that. So, hey, guys. You guys and- are not going to like today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, or I hope you learned something. I hope um, you learned something. <laughs> listen and learn. Observe. Okay? That's what, that's what people do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, no. All right. I love you. Love you. You have a great week and to all our listeners you have a great week too and and send us some love and tell us what you want us to talk about next week yes love it love you love you guys on that note see ya